Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine being a Crystal Palace fan right now. But they thought they were going to have a right, right good old laugh this evening, didn't they? <laughs> Look, it's been... A pretty miserable past few days, I think, to be honest. I've done a couple of pods now. The one after the Villa game and the one with Ollie the other night. That have been all about Enoch and Conte and everything. But you know what? Like, Just in this brief little window of it, all the bullshit about transfers and everything. Let's just enjoy the fact that Tottenham Hotspur have just gone away to Selhurst Park and won 4-0. Where the fuck did that come from? Seriously. Um, I'll tell you where it came from. It came from Harry fucking Kane. Inspired. Absolutely inspired performance this evening. Um, <clears throat> I'll do more of the, the, the individual player stuff toward the end. But there's a few notable... Notable players in that tonight, I feel. Um, and it's funny because we started the game with such such an intensity that I thought, Christ, you know, this is this is good to see. And then when it didn't go our way after about 10 minutes, it felt like the heads were dropping again and I was bitching away on WhatsApp being like, you know, we don't have the fight for this. They don't have the stomach. It's the same old story. Things don't go their way and they shrink. And I dare say if Palace had managed to capitalise on their dominance in the first half, then we would be looking at a very different story right now. But we can only deal in what's actually happened (laughs) when it suits my agenda to do so. Uh, (laughs) And just revel in that. I mean, what a performance. What what a show, really, to do that. Especially at, you know, at Selhurst Park. I mean, I do I do want to say we've probably got a bit of a hoodoo over Palace, which is funny because I think they're they're usually a fairly tricky customer for the sort of top six teams. But I think we've got a bit of a hoodoo over them, so Long may that one continue. It's just such a relief. Um, it's so good to get that that head of the scum game. You know, have a bit of a confidence. <laughs> other than if we get done by Portsmouth on the weekend. But have a bit of a kind of a confidence booster there. Just, just a reminder that to Conte, to the players, to the fans... To everybody that we can still play football, you know, a, a lot of the conversation. I said I wasn't going to go on about this stuff, but a lot of the conversation at the back of Aston Villa was, we can, we are better than that. Whatever you want to say about our starting eleven or even our squad. I mean, we all saw those 
starting eleven graphics, and we all saw the bench options. And resoundingly, I think any side of the fence that anybody was on, there was a collective groan at that, and a kind of idea of like, f- fucking hell, is that is that all we've got available to us? But it didn't fucking matter, did it? It didn't matter because. Do you know what I think? My my biggest take out of that, what I will say, is that game shows you how much confidence plays a part in a team's fortunes. Because, like I say, we started off the game trying our best. Nothing really happened. Palace then completely dominated us for half an hour of the of the first half. They came out of the blocks as well in the second half. I think it was Ayu had an opportunity right at the very start of the half. But after that point, lovely assist from Perisic, who, you know what, I was I was literally, literally on the verge of sending out a, a bit of a kind of moany tweet of just like, can somebody remind me what it is that Perisic actually does? And then... He went and just put that fucking cross straight on Harry Kane. Wait, well, it was in a it was in a dangerous area. Harry Kane again. That was a fucking majestic header. Um, and I saw a couple of tweets, Arsenal whoever tweets being like typical Harry Kane fouling the defender. Did he fuck man? He just got he just got up higher than the lad. Majestic, majestic, getting it in the back of the net. And as I tweeted at the time, yeah, all right, Haaland is just blowing everything out of the water at the moment. But in terms of goal return, just cold, hard numbers, Harry Kane's having a crazy season. An absolutely crazy one this year. Um, I think it's two goals away from Greaves now, I think somebody said to me. Two goals now. Be lovely. <laughs> Imagine if he does it at the North London derby. I mean, please. That would be poetic. Um but yeah, as soon as we got that, back to my point of confidence, as soon as we got that first goal, suddenly the players, the lads, started to knock it about with so much more freedom. They looked like they were enjoying themselves. It looked like that weight had been lifted. What was it? I can't remember what it was before that. Seven games where we, seven games consistently where we'd um, conceded the first goal. First time since like the 80s or something that had happened. And I mean, yeah, all right, we 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 can say, God, God, we set the bar so low that we're sort of celebrating that we haven't conceded first. But I think we need to be that cynical about it. It's just good to stop the rot and to just, you know, not even not concede first, not concede at all. Clean sheet and scoring four goals away from home against Crystal Palace, who are good. Vieira has got them drilled well they're a well coached team they've got some exciting young players I think their defence is pretty horrific to be honest as the 4-0 scoreline would suggest but whatever I'm not I'm not here to take anything away from us today that's a that's a brilliant performance and if we got a bit lucky we got a bit fortuitous I really couldn't care less because that's just the way it goes sometimes in, in football isn't it um you win some, you lose some. Uh, oh, it's just nice, isn't it? 
it's nice to be able to just enjoy this. It's nice to be able to just talk about this. And this is what I've never understood. You know, like the the people who kind of try and make a profile, and it was generally Arsenal fans previously. The lad, the Dan Kilpatrick lookalike, who shouts in his car, and most of the Arsenal fan TV lads who have made a career out of just their teams losing, being angry and shouting about how shit their team are. I don't enjoy doing that. I don't, I, and I don't, I feel that I don't do that. And I don't, but it's not, oh, how big of, <laughs> how big of me? Give me a pat on the back for not being a fucking whopper. It's not my point. It's just, I don't, I don't feel inclined to do that. I get fucking annoyed. I get really frustrated. Of course, we all do. But also, this is what happens, isn't it? It's just football. Like, it was, uh, I was actually talking to Rosa from the Hometown Glory podcast. She made a very good point that, that you know, football isn't isn't here to just definitely make us happy. I can't remember what she was. she said. Let me have a look. There's too much pressure on football to give us something good. That's not what it's here for. And it's true. you just got to kind of lose yourself to it a bit, don't you? You have to just enjoy what you can. And it is it is difficult too, isn't it, right? It is difficult too. But <sighs> let's just enjoy that. Like I say, I don't, I don't want to think about that within the context of anything, right? I think it's, it's a good... All right, if I'm if I'm to just dip my toe into that one, it's good character from everybody involved with the club in a playing capacity to come back from. Let's be honest, a, a, a week of scrutiny, even before the Villa game, it wasn't pleasant. You know, a week of scrutiny to get a result like that. It's not something, you know, that I don't think any of us were expecting that. I actually had a ticket for tonight and then I realised there was a fucking train strike. Um, so I couldn't go. <sighs> Which is annoying. But there you have it. Um, let's have a look. Let's just do... Like, I'm just going to go in circles at the moment. I'm just happy, you know. I'm happy at Spurs 1. I generally am, you know. It's... It's always better, isn't it? Of course it's always better. Fucking try it, shit. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Right, let's go through the players. Hugo Lloris, um, nothing to really report. I think he made a couple of decent reflex saves. I still thought he had a couple of wobbly-ish moments. His kicking's always dodgy. Um, if I am to put any negativity on this pod, on this result, it's a bigger picture thing with him in that I just I feel his race is run. Um I'm not even I'm not even really fully buying into the whole kind of club ambassador, let's keep him around until, you know, let's blood in a new keeper, let's have a contingency plan. I just I honestly I just I think it would be best for everybody if he goes at the end of the season and we bring in a good goalkeeper. I think his contract's up at the end of the year. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. But I believe it's up at the end of the year. I think let's just say goodbye now and spend some money on a goalkeeper because it's just, I don't know. It's just, there's a funny vibe around Lloris, I think, nowadays, and I just I just think he's very massively on the decline. Christian Romero, I thought, very good performance tonight. He's stepping up again. Um, I think Conte's said something to the effect of, you know, trying to make it clear to Romero that, you know, the World Cup's over, that he's got to be focused now on Tottenham. And I hopefully feel that he is starting to do that, right? That he's kind of trying to wear the mantle as one of being one of our one of our generals, which is mad because he's one of the younger players in the starting eleven, but he just seems to be that type of character, um, that type of presence on the pitch. He gives it all and not may that continue. I, th- I think he had a really good, really good performance tonight. I want to say he got done once, um, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly when. I feel like he did get done once, but Crystal Palace's attack is very good. You know, really, really decent players. Eze's, I think, class. Elise's class, and Zaha's brilliant as well. Um, Ayu is, yeah, he's all right, and he, but come on. But those three, the three aforementioned, Elise, Eze, Zaha, they're all fucking very, very good players, very promising players, two of them. And Zaha is, as I say, he's always, I always fall on the side of the fence of I'd have him at Spurs. And I still would. I still would. I'd take him this year. Nice rotation for Son. Because um, I think Son needs more resting nowadays. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Eric Dyer, nothing really to report, I don't think, which is good, right? It's good. Let's let's keep it that way. Um, we've kept a clean sheet, so he's obviously done his job. Let's just let's just put it that way. Um, no fuck ups, no silly unforced errors. Maybe he's given his head a wobble after that little dropping from the team. Let's see. But again, like with Lloris... Yeah, we need to. We need a big, 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 big money replacement there. Really, big, big centre back. To me, big, big centre back. The wing backs. Yep, I get that. But to me, if I had to say the priority, you know, that whole, you know, when you get those kind of, you've got X amount of money and you can only spend it on one player. I would always be choosing a big centre back right now for Tottenham. Clement Longley, much like Eric Dyer, nothing to report. So he's obviously done his job well. I think he brought the ball forwards, actually, progressed the ball pretty nicely a few times. Um, 
in the second half, passed it kind of, you know, dribbled up to midfield and managed to sort of pass the ball up to whoever was trying to make a run or anything like that. So let's give him that. He He's definitely more comfortable out on that left-hand side, right? Don't want to see him in the middle again. It's just not, it's not an experiment I'm, I'm here for. A good job when he's out on the left like that. A bit less pressure on him. Matt Doherty, I, I, I'm going to say, I actually thought he was really good tonight. I actually think he had a really good performance. I thought he was pretty sharp. I thought there was a lot of nice interchange with Brian Hill. Um, I do think those two are striking up quite a decent understanding at the moment. Both getting there. They're both, you know, they're not 10 out of 10 players, but it's what it is. We've just won 4-0 tonight, so let's maybe not start digging out whoever's on the on the, on the the pitch for us. Um, but yeah, it was a better Matt Doherty performance tonight. Goal, obviously, um, as well, which is always a bonus. But overall, I thought he did his job really well, really effectively. Um I think he one of the things I think he does quite well is he manages to like take the ball down well. And this sounds really stupid to say but I find sometimes that when a player receives a crossfield pass sometimes they kind of they get it on their chest in an awkward way and it bounces and it allows the opposition a bit of time to come and kind of close them down. Doherty, I notice he's he's quite good at just receiving the ball and moving with it pretty much immediately. That's that's just one of my little observations about him. Um at least tonight anyway. And I think it really helped us out quite quite a lot. I think Perisic switched it to him quite a few times. Um because he was in so much space over that side. Because I guess they were Palace were not that worried about Doherty and Hill on that side because I noticed they they kept packing their right hand side they were all over Son and all over Perisic and I think that was to their detriment ultimately because um, it did allow I'll talk about Hill in a bit but it did allow Hill that freedom to kind of grow into the game um, but yeah good performance from Matt Doherty I thought I, I thought he was good tonight I did Oliver Skip, he started the game very well. After about 10 minutes, when we went south, I think he went pretty south. Um, I think he tried his best. You know, he's had some horrific injuries. I really hope this isn't a Harry Winks type deal where he's had horrible injuries at really kind of crucial parts of his development. And we're always going to be wondering what if, because he kind of gets these appearances here and there and he just looks sort of four or five out of ten. And I don't think he was that tonight. I think he was a kind of six out of ten. I think he was steady. I think his start to the game, I was thinking, wow, this is going to be a good performance from Skip. And then I think he kind of just... He got a bit lost, I think, in the whole kind of rhythm of the game. Um, and I think he's... he's he, struggled is a stretch but I just I, I don't think he really managed to push much past being alright being adequate um, but it is what it is he's not played much lately um, he's not played much for the past year or so now so give him a break 
he was even when he got injured he was still a young player finding his feet so he's obviously been kind of knocked back a couple of pegs but he he's got a decent mentality i think um and it's so funny because he's so baby-faced and everything but he's such a little shit house he's such a little shit house um but that'll that'll serve him well especially in the premier league so let's wait and see Hoybier, um again i think it you know He's not had a settled kind of partner in Ben Tanko. Him and Ben Tanko were starting to form a really, really, really good partnership. And since Ben Tanko has gone, I think he's uh, he started to revert back to looking a bit more like the Hoybier I used to bitch about incessantly. Um, but I, I have more unsettling. We've seen what Hoybier can do. Um, and I don't think he's been, when I say I used to bitch about Hoibier, I'm sure you all remember, I never used to say he was bad. That's the thing. My point was always just, he's just really average. He's just sort of bang average. And I think he'll be easy to upgrade upon. And he's gone above and beyond that, especially with Benton Kerr alongside him. Those two, as I say, have struck up a really good partnership. Um, but, since Bentanko has been gone, I think he has struggled a bit, and I think tonight was no exception from that. I don't think he was at his best. He still gives it a lot. He still gives it his all. He tries to make it uncomfortable for the opposition, um, but sometimes he can fall into that kind of trap of being almost looking like a bit of a headless chicken, just chasing after the ball. And you know, it is what it is. He's he's just come off the back of a World Cup. He's he plays basically every single game he's ever able to play. So he might be tired or something. I don't know. Does he even get tired? I don't think he does. I don't I don't think he even like recharges like a human being. I think he's got like a USB port somewhere that he just plugs in overnight or something because fucking lad's always running. But all right. Yeah. Decent enough performance. Um, even Perisic, good. Um, obviously, very, very, very good assist for Harry Kane. Um, I guess I would like to see him be... As I said, I was sort of going to bitch about him a bit just before he did play that assist. I guess, guess I'd like to see him be a bit more influential for Spurs overall. He is one of the older, more experienced higher quality members of the squad um, and I don't think we've really seen the best of him yet at Tottenham No, I, I don't even think I need to be cagey about saying that we haven't seen the best of him yet at Spurs um, be nice to see him unleash a couple of those thunder bastards that we've seen him do in those highlight reels and those like the cross he made today to Kane get a few more of those under his belt get a bit more consistent with that with that delivery that he's got because that is you know it's, it's unbelievable absolutely beautiful delivery so I, I appreciate it's been difficult for him to be fair because we do play in this kind of characteristically Conte way should we say um, and I do think oppositions are starting to kind of wise up to it I do like Villa Palace as well today tried to anyway pack the centre 
So when somebody like Perisic is trying to find somebody to deliver the ball to, there's not often somebody there in space for them to do that, which often results in him having to pass it back um, or run it back himself. So, sorry, it's late. Um, Again, I almost didn't do this tonight. So if you've got the worst of it is you having to hear me yawn, you know, whatever. Brian Hill. Now, I thought he started the game particularly well. Like the rest of the team, he faded and he started to frustrate me. I sort of thought he started to give the ball away pretty frequently. Um, He was getting knocked off the ball too easily and it felt like his confidence was diminishing. It felt like he was shrinking and I feel that had we a... You know, a like-for-like replacement, he probably would have been hooked sooner. Um, but we are down to the bare bones, so he did get an extended run out there. And I felt that as soon as we went 1-0 up, he suddenly clicked into life. And I felt that him and Doherty, as I said earlier, struck up a good rapport. But then I also feel like, and I think this is kind of the pitch intelligence of somebody like Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane can always sense when somebody is up for it, right? When they are, basically when they're good. Harry Kane is just the master of this team. He is the master of most football pitches that he's on. I truly believe he is probably the best player in the Premier League. Um, He is one of the best footballers ever. And that should be normalised. That isn't some wild, biased Spurs fan take. Look at the amount of goals he scored. Look at, you know, people can say what they want. Oh, what has he won though? It doesn't matter, man. Like, fuck off. Don't fucking tell me that, like, you know, I think Fraser Campbell's got, like, two Premier League winners medals and stuff. We're saying he's he's a better player than Harry Kane. Come on, fucking behave. But Harry Kane, I feel that he suddenly got this sense... Right, Brian Hill's on it. I'm going to bring him into the game more because he can be of benefit to what we're doing here. And I just saw Hill grow and grow and grow in this second half to the point where he wasn't losing the ball. He was taking people on. He was playing lovely passes. Yeah, obviously he he got the assist for Kane's second goal. It was a decent enough. You know, I'm not going to sort of beg it too much but it was it was a decent assist but it was more about the kind of work he did he's like a little terry he he carried on with the ball he was running at people he wasn't giving it up and even by the end he was starting to commit a few fouls get stuck in pull shirts and stuff like that it's that's what what you want you know get into the fight lad fight come on do it and i mean i think it's decent that um as much as i bitched about conte and saying that he doesn't like young players and this sort of a thing. He singled Brian Hill out in his uh, pre-match presser. I think it was, or maybe it was the post-match after Villa. Either one. And said he'd, he'd played well. And he thought he'd done he'd done well for the team. And he was impressed with his performance. So that's good. It's only going to give the lad some confidence. And I think tonight he, he repaid that on balance. Again, like I say, of the result overall, we could be... Talking, you know, we could be talking about something very different here because maybe, you know, I think if we maybe did go 1-2-0 down, Hill might have shrunk and he might not have 
gotten into the game in the way that he did, but I'm hoping that he can run with that a bit now. Um, if he, you know, if Kulisevsky isn't back for Portsmouth or Arsenal, and Hill continues to play in that position, I hope he can learn from this experience today. That if he just play, if he's not so in his own head, if he just plays with a bit of expression, with a bit of freedom, we can start to see his talents. We can start to see him shine in a Tottenham shirt. And that's what everybody wants. Come on, that's that's one of the joys. I've said this before, and it's one of the joys of football to sign a promising young footballer and actually see them develop and start to become a brilliant player for your team. A brilliant player who has been given the chance by your team, so hopefully has some sort of loyalty there. And you can see them grow and develop in your shirt and become an important member of the team. I'll be brutally honest, I don't know if that's Brian Hill's trajectory at Tottenham. But for now, for this season, for as long as we have him, I don't care. I'm just happy knowing that we have another player in the squad right now who we can drop in in situations like we have right now and he can play well, play with some confidence and be of benefit to the team. You know? Because that's important. As When people bitch about like, what's Brian Hill going to give us? What's Saar going to give us? What's Skip going to give us? Well, it's situations like this when we fucking need these players. There's no point moaning about not having options on the bench if you're going to moan about the fact we, we sometimes have to give young players who maybe don't look amazing immediately some minutes. It's Come on, this isn't new. Right? This isn't new. This is nothing new. This is not some pro-enic stance. Right, I'm God. I'm not getting fucking dragged into this, but it isn't. I'm st- like it's really irritating me this week seeing the want to see young players developed and brought into the team as being some kind of this is why we never win anything mentality. Fuck off, man! Like it's not true at all. It's bollocks. Manchester City do it. Liverpool do it. All these top teams do it. The other sort of teams that don't do it are teams like Manchester United. And look, they've won fuck all for years now. Like, at least by their own standards. I mean, I say they've won fuck all. They've won the Europa League a couple of years ago. But still, you know what I mean. Huminson, good to see him get a goal. And that's all I want to say, to be honest, because there's just a lot of conversation about Son. And I really, I don't think any of us know quite really what's going on where what his trajectory is what's going on in his head what's going on with his body nothing none of us know it's all guesswork we're all repeating the same shit over and over again so today i'm just gonna say i'm glad to see hummin son score a goal another mask as charlotte pointed out another mask ripping off celebration you love to see it it's just good to see son scoring a goal again you know he's a Tottenham legend he is he's a Tottenham legend Um, he's probably done more for the club than Teddy Sheringham ever did you know this is the thing we hold up players like Sheringham as being one of the biggest ever Tottenham legends of at least Premier League era Son I think is just unfortunate that he's here at the same time as Harry Kane to be honest because Wary on his own, you know, he's up there with with all of them. The best players we've had in the Premier League era. It's madness. 
It's madness. The guy's, you know, he's a genius. He's brilliant. He's a wonderful, he's clearly a wonderful human being. He's very popular. It's just good to see him with a smile on his face again. Um, Harry fucking Kane. I mean, two majestic goals tonight. Like I said, he's quietly having a fucking mad season this year, at least in terms of goal return. What can you say about the geezer? I was asked. Uh, <laughs> I was asked on the uh, on the BBC the other night um, when I was rent a gob. Mark Ogden of ESPN said to me, "18 months left on Harry Kane's contract. You, you know, you're getting rid of him, right? You got to get some return and invest in young players." And as I said to him, then I don't agree, really. Like, I th- I think even if Kane ends up going on a free. I think he's more valuable to us than whatever paltry kind of fee we'll get for him now at this at this point. City didn't want to pay more than 70 mil a year ago, year and a half ago. They're not going to pay that now, are they? They're probably going to pay 30, 40 mil. It's less than we make for a Champions League qualification, more likely to qualify for the Champions League with Harry Kane. If he's not engineering a move away, if there's no more golf course interviews, there's no more going on strike there's no bitterness there's no whatever it's just a quiet understanding that he will go at the end of his contract and probably sign for Newcastle or Manchester United or I still think Manchester City but who knows then so be it but he's the he's the club's greatest ever player you know and he shows it consistently. We moan about it. People say these things, and I, I understand. I do. I do get the point to a degree. I saw some conversation the other day on Twitter saying, "Really, I think having Harry Kane up there is a large part of our problem. That it slows down our attacks. We can't play with a certain pressing intensity in the final third. We have to almost accommodate him." But yeah, I, I do kind of see that. I do kind of see when you've got somebody who's, you know, let's see somebody who is m- more mobile, a Callum Wilson. Let's look at Callum Wilson, the way he presses, the way he causes problems to defenders. Yeah, I, I see, I kind of see the kind of the the buzz that creates for Newcastle in that final third, but... Come on, man. We're we're not we're not accommodating Harry Kane, man. Like, please, please, just I just implore you, right? I I will I will say this to anybody younger than me. This this doesn't happen often, right? A guy like him, like it, it, it doesn't. It just doesn't. This is likely the best player we are going to see in our lifetimes at Tottenham. And that's not saying there's not going to be other great players. There will be. There's going to be amazing, fantastic players. But, you know, barring some sort of madness from Dane Scarlett, nobody is coming up through our academy. Nobody are we... You know, we're not going to sign anybody. Nobody's going to come through our academy and break Harry Kane's record as the club's record. I mean, we're going to be saying that soon, man. Not Jimmy... I'm almost welling up a bit, to be honest. Pathetic, but for so long it's been Jimmy Greaves, the the club record goal scorer. 
It's soon going to be Harry Kane. 50 years time, maybe even, you know. You will be genuinely boring your grandkids to tears talking about Harry Kane at Tottenham. He's special. So just try not to lose yourself to these kind of temporary moments, these kind of poor runs of form or poor runs of results and take it out on the players in that way and especially somebody like him and try and convince yourself that somehow he's some sort of a problem because he just isn't. Like he's... He just scores and scores and scores and creates goals for other players. He's just a machine. He's a monster. He's a monster, you know? We look at Kevin De Bruyne playing for Manchester City. Kane's as good as him, you know? He's in that sort of bracket. We look at Salah playing for Liverpool. Kane's as good as him. He's through. He's come through our academy. and we, We've inherited that. And yeah, you know, at the moment we're seeing... Arsenal, they've inherited Saka and who knows where that will go and they love him and we love Harry Kane and we loved him especially seeing him come through the academy at the point in which he did let's just not lose sight of that, right? He's going to go, it's not going to be long it's not going to be long lads, it really isn't it's going to be in a blink of an eye a blink of an eye and he will no longer be wearing a Tottenham shirt and we're going to see him probably, most likely anyway whether he joins somebody else or not whether he joins somebody else or he ends up retiring, playing the rest of his career at Tottenham. Either way, in the grand scheme of things, it's a blink of an eye now. It's not going to be long. So just enjoy it. Just enjoy his goals because you don't even have to cast your memory back too far to remember how fucking horrible it was to search for a striker before he came along. And even the search for a striker since we've had him. Vinicius Jr., Vincent Janssen. You know, it... Guy's the, he's the goat. I mean, we, we're talking, we spent all all Christmas talking about Messi being the goat. It's Harry Kane, mate. It's Harry Kane. Shout outs for, I think, Harvey White. A few nice little, nice little touches um, when he came on. He looks like a confident wee lad. Be nice to see more of him. It's good to see him get some minutes, though. Ben Davies, nothing really to report. Ryan Sessegnon, a bit iffy, but, you know, whatever. Emerson Royale, similar, kind of, I, I feel for the lad. I think there were a few slight boos when he came on again. Feels a bit weird, are people booing him? I don't I don't really know why we're doing that. He, I don't think he's a bad guy or anything. Um, but Papi Matassar, lads, folks... I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but I'm pretty sure we have the uh, best player, best young player in world football for the next, what, 10 to 15 years on our books? Jokes aside, he was brilliant. I thought he was absolute, I, like, it was one of those kind of bits where he came on and I just thought, after a f- few touches, the way he kind of controlled midfield, you know, young player, he controlled our midfield with like a calm assurance. He spread the ball about nicely. He 
tracked and tackled and marshalled. He looks like a really special footballer. Like, he looks like a really special player. I mean, whatever, you know, he's coming on and we're 4-0 up, 3-0 up maybe at the time against Palace. Their heads were down. So, whatever, you know, I'm not saying let's chuck him in to start at the North London derby, but maybe we'll have to. Maybe we'll literally have to. And I think on tonight's evidence, I would rather see him start than skip, if I'm, if I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, it was very promising, very exciting. Um I look forward to seeing more from him. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to over it too much. I think I've said enough on him. I think I've said enough on Tottenham. Let's just bask in it. Four nil. Four nil victory. I have no idea where that came. But I was fully, fully expecting a miserable two nil defeat tonight. Really, really was. Um, I'd written it off already mentally, so I was just trying to kind of enjoy the game. And in a funny way. I was suddenly falling back, in, back into that old zone of like, you know what? It's actually quite nice supporting Tottenham again. Not worrying about, if we lose this, fuck, we're going to fall f- seven points now away from the top of the table. We're not going to win the league this year. Like, It's kind of nice again to be like, we're shit. We're not going to get anything from this, but it'd be good if we do. And we have done. So, you know, set your sights so low that even your mediocre victories bring with them an echo of glory. There you go. New motto for the club. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, Again, thank you to everybody who is supporting the show via the coffee thing website. There's a link in the bio if you uh, have any pennies to spare. Much appreciated if you can. No worries if you can't. I don't know if I'll do one head of Portsmouth or not. I may do. Don't think I'll have the time though, but we'll see. I'll definitely do one afterwards though. Probably going to go to the game, so I might get some more of the uh, the audio and stuff in game. But that will mean that it will be a bit later putting the pod out um, as opposed to immediately afterwards. But anyway, much love. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.